Hi, and welcome to Davida Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for Davida teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I am Doug Miller, a master coach and Davida University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with Davida University. Today, we get to chat with Dave Herman, Davida's chief wisdom officer and our boss, Doug. Yeah, we better do well. I, I think we're going to have to be on it yeah. for the first time after 27 20, episodes. 20 some episodes in, I think we've, we we really should We're going to have to nail this. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Dave, on. Dave will be sharing his stories and insights on this idea of brand and how it impacts our leadership and our relationships. Welcome, Dave. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. so glad that you're back on the show. Uh, you were our very first guest. So it's been over a year since we've uh, started and launched the podcast. Uh, have you missed us? Yeah, I have. I've been listening, though, so that's good. <laughs> Everybody does a way better job than I do, so hopefully, I can, no. hopefully I can keep, no. keep up the... The no, and we're not just saying that because no. you're our boss. <laughs> we, we actually yes. are excited yeah. to have you back and uh, talk about this topic. Or, or a, maybe both. Right. Because maybe. I'm your boss. Win-win. <laughs> right. Win-win, right? So uh, this is the close of our fifth season, and this episode is really interesting to me and, and relates to your brand and how you're perceived and how that relates to leadership. How does brand relate to, to how you're perceived in leadership? So, yeah, yeah. so should, let's start with what is brand? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's the best way to start is just talk about brand in general. Yeah. Right? What is a brand? Um, and if you think about um, companies have a brand, logos. I mean, you know, if I said close your eyes right now and picture a brand, most people can close their eyes right now and think of you know, maybe a Starbucks logo or something. I see, right? I see Mickey Mouse ears. There you go. Mm. Right. Right. Something yeah. always pops into your brain. And so, yep. and then, and then what happens with those brands and the reason they're developed and marketing gurus know this is, you know, these companies are trying to get you to think certain thoughts, first of all, right? So if you close your eyes and you picture the Mickey Mouse ears, maybe you smile and think, oh gosh, that was such a great family vacation. Yep. You know, and so you connect a bunch of images and memories from that. So thoughts, first of all, thoughts are a big impact from brand. And the next thing is it makes you feel something. So, you know, brands are going to make you feel either positive or negative, but brands are going to make you um, feel things like I, I feel connected to that brand, or I feel very special because of that brand, or, or maybe even uh, you picture a logo a, a, because you've had a negative impact on, it's had a negative impact on you. So all of a sudden you're thinking, I feel like a number, you mm -hmm. know, or I got terrible service there and I'm so angry at them. I feel like writing them a letter. You know? Yeah. I've got some companies in mind. <laughs> right. Sure. right. I mean, yeah. that's a lot. And those Stern are letters. super powerful, right? Yes. You know, you get these emotions in you and you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I let them treat me like that. And so, so thoughts appear from these brands, yep. feelings appear, and then the ultimate goal of these marketing brands, these logos, is actually to get you to either take action or not take action in a certain way, right? So it's what we, what we say at DeVita is this is about head, heart, and hands. Uh, the head is about the thoughts, the heart is about the feelings, and then the hands part is about what action are you going to take. So, you know, if a brand is powerful and good, uh, they're hoping you're going to come to them for your products or their services and those types of things, right? So they're trying to sell you on something. And then if you have a negative uh, experience, well, then you're going to avoid that store and not want to go back in there or mm -hmm. something like that. So that that's a key to brand is this idea of head, heart, and hands. I I'm sure our listeners are already starting to see the connection to brand and leadership, but say a little bit more about how does this all relate then to leadership? Yeah. So, you know, just now take yourself and think, all right, now just take a, take a picture of yourself and then think, okay, if I'm a brand, if I'm a logo, um, 
I'm guessing the same exact things happen, uh, just like in a company. Um, when you walk into a meeting or you walk into the doors and you look around at all your fellow teammates, um, there is instantaneously thoughts going on in their head about you, right? So what, what, what are the things that people are thinking when you walk into a room? How are people feeling when you walk into a room? And then ultimately, what actions do people want to take or not take based on you walking into the room? So it's literally like the same things that happen in a company are happening with you and your brand as a human being. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't really, I've never really thought about it like that. For sure, from a person being a brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah. sure that, yeah, that happens. Right. And, and you know, companies, of course, have a pretty good intent around their brand. Uh, you know, yes. when companies create their logo and create their brand, they're hoping, you know, Home Depot, when they, when they think, man, I, I hope when people see our orange, they think good things and they want to come into our store. Um, that's less true on the leadership side. It's less true in the relationships, whether it's personal relationships, leadership relationships. We just tend to think about this less. Um, and so this has been a big deal for me over the past bunch of years, especially as I've grown in my leadership, is to you know, think about how can I be as intentional about the brand that I show up with as a store would be, somebody who wants mm-hmm. to, wants to you know, sell you their products. Well, I want to sell you on I'm a good person, I'm a good leader. You know, as, I, as I think about this, I want my teammates to be happy in all these things. So I have to be as intentional as these stores are or these companies mm-hmm. are. Uh, in their brand. And so I, I have been thinking about this, and, and now we start to teach this in Davide mm-hmm. University, which is really fun. Dave, can you share a little bit more? You started to say a little bit about what leadership brand you strive for. Can you share what that is for our listeners? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and um, I, I will I will say that that the reason I stumbled upon my brand and what I wanted to to become intentional is because I screwed up. So I want to be really clear that, you know, so now, now let's go back to companies for just a sec. If you think about a company that's, that their brand gets screwed up, let's say a product mm-hmm. goes out there and it gets recalled, right? We see this in, in General Motors or other companies, right? Big companies that maybe they're producing a product and something bad happens. It takes a lot of effort to rebrand, right? It takes a yep. ton to, to make up for the the bad brand, the recall, the th- the bad thing that happens. And so it's the same with us. Um, I would say it's probably a five to one ratio that if I screw up my brand, it's going to take about five other shots at it to try to correct mm-hmm. my brand, to get people to trust me again, to get people to feel the things I want them to feel or think the thoughts I want them to think when I'm around. And so um, that's what happened to me. And I, I, I can tell you the story if you want it. But the bottom line is, is that um, I felt like my brand was not intentional as a leader. I had taken on a new job. Um, and I really needed to step back and reflect on on how how do I want to show up for my for my team as I expanded in my role, um, and so I got really intentional, and it was very much from the nature of my brand was screwed up, and I needed to get really intentional about correcting my brand. So, so my my words, I literally have my words in front of me, um, but but my words are at my desk all the time of things I want people thinking. The way that I went about being more intentional about my brand is I actually just went on a hike with my dog and we were just reflecting. Uh, he reflects with me, by the way. Awesome. I know that might seem awesome. weird. What a great partner. Yeah, he's just awesome. Banjo, he, right? Yeah, banjo. banjo. And he doesn't nice. talk back. He just listens. <laughs> um, I guess it'd be pretty weird. My dog talks back. Really? For sure. <laughs> really? Yeah, he I, has lots to say. I would like to meet said dog. <laughs> this is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was really cool because I just went and reflected and the thing I realized I wanted to reflect on was not so much kind of what is my brand, 
um, because that was starting to get confusing and there was a lot of noise in that, that thinking and that reflecting. But where, where I got really clear was, um, for, for, for example, for the two of you, you, you're being led by me. And what I started to think is, what do I want Doug Miller and Grace Berman to go home? Um, what words do I want them using at dinner um, in what it's like to be led by me? So, so in other words, um, you know, if you're sitting there sharing about your day with your family, what are the words that I want to come up with you? You know, is it things like, you know, I'm so proud of the work I did today and, or Dave stopped by and he, I, I can tell he really cares about me. So caring. So what are those words that I want you using um, in, in describing to your family members and to your friends about not only what it's like to work in the village, but what's it like to be led by Dave, by mm-hmm. me? And so I came up with my words. I, I, I eventually narrowed it down, but I originally came up with about 20, 30 words wow. that I wanted you all going home and talking about right. with your families that would reflect then what is it like to be led? What is my brand and what's it like to be led by me? And there's words in there like, um, so I'll give you an example, respect. You know, I want you to feel respected mm-hmm. at work. And what's that look like? You know, what are the thoughts, the feelings and actions I want you to feel with that word? Um, for example, thoughts. I'd love for you to think the thought, you know, Dave listens to me. When, when I come in with an issue, he really listens and he's very present with me. So he looks me in the eyes, he pays attention and I feel heard. So then it shifts to your feelings. I want you to feel Mm. heard, cared about, um, your point of view respected, even if we have different points of view. So there's the feelings I want you to have. Um, And then ultimately the actions that I want you to take are, I want you to keep coming to me. I want you to come to me with even things that are controversial or you don't think I'll agree with. I want you to have the courage and safety, the feeling of safety to come to me and speak to me and speak up. So that's an example of the word is respect and, and my brand I want is for you to, to feel respected by me. And therefore it leads to your thoughts, your feelings and your actual actions. I don't know if that helps, but that's kind of an example of it. Awesome. So um, it's really clear. And, you know, I have this this kind of like thought in the back of my head. I wonder if I should record a conversation at the dinner table and bring it in for you to listen to, Dave. <laughs> I'd be afraid. To That'd be kind of awkward for yeah. me. But at any rate, um, it's it's cool. And, and so um, it's interesting when I think about how could one of our listeners start to get a sense of um, what their brand is in 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 the organization or or when they walk into a room, what are people thinking, feeling, and motivated to do or not do? And do you have any like how did you unravel that and discover that for yourself that sent you on this journey? Yeah, yeah, good. So um so I, I hate this part because I'm ashamed of this part, but mm. my brand, like I said, was damaged originally. I took the job, this current job that I'm in. Um, and, uh, my brand was probably intense and trying to prove himself that if I said that Mm. was, what was his brand? I'd say that was it right over the top, intense, trying to get everything right. Um, and so it just put a lot of people off. I think the thoughts that were going through people's heads were, um, you know, uh Oh, here comes Dave and, and something's, I'm sure he's going to micromanage and something's going to be intense about getting everything right. Uh, I think the feelings that people had were, uh, were just that they weren't doing things right and just didn't feel good about the value they were bringing. And then ultimately, I, I, my gut is the actions that were happening um, were along the lines of just avoidance, frankly. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's easier just to avoid Dave at this point because he's kind of on a roll and he's, he's intense and he's micromanaging. So just step back, don't say much, and, and he'll, he'll, he'll get over it. Um, 
And it's, it's and interesting so, because I think this plays into this principle that we end up talking or I bring to the podcast a lot of intent versus impact. Mm-hmm. Like that's not your intent. I know you, who you are yeah. and that's not your intent. So how did you, how, what, what did you do that helped you see that? Yeah. Uh, th- actually the team helped me see that. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah. It, it sounded like, Hey man, you got to calm down. Uh, you know, it was, it was great because I had a bunch of teammates come up to me after, you know, a little bit of this and say, you know, this is how you're impacting us. So I would say the courage of the team was the great gift hmm. uh, and the feedback that I was getting. Thank goodness my team was courageous enough. And, um, you know, you two were involved with it, although, you know, there were several that came to me and just said, look, you know, get that you're trying to prove yourself, but this is, you know, you got to trust us. We got this, you know, and just having very real grounded conversations. And you're right. What it allowed me to do was speak my intentions, right? My intent was not to come across as intent, intense, um, and yet that's how I was landing for people. And my, what I was really trying to do is I was trying to learn. I mean, it was drinking from the fire hose in the beginning, so I was freaked out. I was pretty overwhelmed. Mm. Um, and when I was able to express my good intent that was off from my impact that I was having on, on my team – uh, and my team coming forward and saying, listen, you know, it's not landing. That's when I was able to course correct. That's when I stepped back and said, okay, look, if, if my intent is to be a good leader here, what's that look like? And what it, what's the brand I want? And so, you know, here I am with a logo and a brand that's damaged. Now I, uh, I owe at least five to one. And I, if I had screwed up five times, that means times five is 25. So I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to come up with 25 consistent ways that I'm going to rebrand myself. And that's what I started working on doing. And, you know, and it took time, you know, it took patience on, on my team's part, on your part and, and on my part to just ride it through and be consistently different now going forward to rebrand myself. Just to recap, what I heard you saying was to, to really get clear on this first step is to get feedback. Like, how are you being experienced? Definitely. And, and your people came to you for that feedback. So as a leader, for me, for example, I don't have to wait for people to come to me. I can go out and ask people, how are you experiencing me? Right. And then the second thing that I heard was giving yourself some good, solid reflection time to think through what is this feedback telling me? What do I like or not like about how people are experiencing me and and how people would describe me to their friends, to their family, et cetera, to other teammates? And then to be intentional about finding those words. And I, I like the way you described it, just starting with words. Like what are the words you want people to use to describe you to others? Yeah. And, and then, you know, that's where you can get started. Because so, yep. I feel as though when you talk about brand or – this idea of having a brand as a leader can can maybe sound a little intimidating or a little overwhelming. But if you just ask me, hey, what are the words people, what are the words you want people to describe you as? I, I can do that. I can think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So so you started saying about going back to your words, you, you said one of the words was respect. And you said mm-hmm. you had your list of words in front of you. Could you share the, the rest of your list for our listeners? Sure, absolutely. So, um, and again, you're absolutely right. Simplifying is way, way better. And what I realized is I could just simplify this and then I can proactively go out to people uh, and ask, how do you feel? Is this right? And give me a grade on these. Uh, first one is happy. I just want people to be happy here, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. do I create happiness? And by the way, with each of these words, it's not just what I want you to go home and do, but what I very quickly realized is if this is what I want my brand to be, then I have to live these and role model each of these words 
in order for you to live them, mm. right? So, so each one of these, don't, don't get me wrong, this is not how necessarily I want you to feel. This is very quickly pointed back to me as then I need to be happy. If I want, mm. if I want people to be happy and have fun and feel joy at work, I need to feel joy at work and not be intense. So that's a good mm-hmm. example of it. So, uh, yeah, happy is one word. Challenged. You know, I want people to feel mm-hmm. challenged, excited, um, taking on something they didn't know they could do, uh, reaching beyond their comfort zone. So challenged was my second word. Resilient as I, um, is, is one that's really important to me, that, that if, you know, things, things bad are going to happen at work and people are going to f- make mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But what I want people to feel, feel is, Okay, if I screw up, uh, Dave's going to support me, and I can come back from this. You know, it doesn't mean I screw up once and and I'm going to be screamed at, and that's the end of it. Uh, respected, as we talked about before, growth was another big word. Hmm. Grow. Um, hmm. I want people to feel like they're growing around me, uh, and that they grew each day, that they learned something new. Proud is a big, big one for me. Uh, I hope that you all go home and talk to your team about how proud you are of the work you do. This podcast is a great example. Inventing this, creating this. So cool that you came and and came up with this idea. And I want you to be proud of it. Uh, And then finally, loved. And I think this is just a foundational word that just kept coming up for me over and over again. And to me, being loved at work, you know, everybody, I think, sometimes has an aversion to that word at work. And, And look, the way I see loved is that um, love to me is truly, truly authentically caring about somebody mm-hmm. uh, in their own way, whoever they are, but loving and respecting somebody is just foundational to me to everything. So uh, so those are my seven words. And I, I, every day I just see those up on my desk. I have grades for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once in a while I can go out to people and say, are these the right grades or would you grade me differently? So it's very easy and safe for people to say, eh, haven't been feeling that growth thing lately that you're talking about. And then we can have a real conversation around it. So it's just a very simple way to, to create this conversation. Have you felt like there's been an evolution to these words or are these, were you able to nail these pretty quickly? Uh, no, it took time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the words have kind of shifted and adjusted based on the conversations mm-hmm. that I've had and realizing that, geez, I put that originally, but eh, it, frankly, it's just not so important to me anymore or, right. or time changes and life changes. And so, yeah, it's always worth kind of taking a look at them and being open to it. It's, it's my list. And so I get to kind of reinvent it as I need to. Awesome. Yeah, you mentioned before that it took five times to correct every one or five great things to correct every one misstep to your brand. And when you think about that, could you share a little bit more specifics on what did you do to then correct that brand? You know, what were some of those five things that you had to do for every one thing? And how did you take take that action and not be so overwhelmed by it that you just kind of threw up your hands and gave up? Yeah. A good micro example of it is um, one teammate said, um, you come in and you direct, you know, you have answers and you direct and it, and it's, and it feels like I didn't do it right. Um, And so a simple shift I made was I went in and asked questions instead of made statements. You know, Mm. it's just this simple shift, right? So here I am, I'm not respecting the person because they've already, you know, whether it's right, wrong, or whatever it is, I, w- I went in and corrected stuff without asking any questions before. And what I realized is, no, I, I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, hey, help me understand why you guys are setting it up this way, or help me understand what this means. And, and I would also always add so that I can learn. Mm. And so I, I just use those words so that I can understand what you're doing and learn how you're doing it. Can you please explain this to me? So that people understood my intent behind it was, you know, just as you said, Doug, 
so that that I knew what my impact was, but they could, they were also clear on my intent, mm-hmm. um, and that started to correct things. I mean, a lot of teammates said, "This this feels so much better that you're mm. coming in now." And then all of a sudden, they proactively started asking for my advice. So by changing my brand, we could have a real conversation, and then then I could still have my opinion on things. I could still adjust things, change things, but I did it in a way that created relationship versus you know, uh, made us, made us uh, further apart. And, and I'll just say one other thing with this is this is, this, you know, we've been talking about leadership and, you know, with teams and teammates and all that kind of stuff. This is life, man. This is mm. a relationship skill. You know, I, I mean, I think about what, what's my brand as a husband? What do I want my brand to be as a dad? Um, and this is very easy to do the same exact thing. You know, what would I want my kids to say to their friends about dad? Right. It's a just and again, same words activity. You can keep it simple. And then once in a while check in with your kids. Hey, you know, is is this how I come across? And just, you know, check in with them. So this is a very kind of nicely applied skill across the board in life. And, you know, because relationships are so important to our happiness, I think it's really important to know your brand. Yeah, love that. Love that connection to the family life as well, and how I could just transcend beyond just your work, you know, environment, yeah. in terms of how you're perceived. And I, I wanted to go back. You said a couple of things that I thought were really great to to just reemphasize. A couple ideas on how you can start sentences so that you come across mm-hmm. as being open and willing to learn, willing to share, and building that relationship. The yeah. can you help me understand? Can you help me learn? I think those are really great suggestions for yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing what our language, you know, just little shifts in little the language. Shifts. So um, just, and I, I think the biggest thing here is just learn your brand. And my gut is then use your gut. You know, you, you'll, you'll kind of know how to shift your relationships based on just knowing your brand. Yep. So we're at that time in the episode where we ask each of our guests to articulate a practical tip that they would ask our listeners to go out and try right away. Dave, what would what would be your tip for our listeners to go out in this world of of being mindful and managing their leadership brand? Yeah, I would say it's um, don't don't wait to find out your brand um, when it's damaged or it's in the wrong way. Be be proactive. I think the biggest tip I would give is um, go find some reflection time and think about the words you want people using when they go home. Uh, you know, if you can do that, I think the rest of it will flow from there. I think the bonus is sharing it. The bonus is getting feedback on it. Just start with go reflect and be intentional about what you want to create and what your brand is. Love it. Great cool. tip. Thanks so much for being here, Dave. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dave. Take care. It's always fun to sit down and chat with Dave. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I feel this is a topic that we just don't talk or think enough about as leaders. And it's so important. So if the word on the street, let's say about me as a leader is not great, how can I be an effective leader? The word on the street, you know, is not great. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. How do I, how do I mobilize people? Right. So uh, love Dave's tip at the end, be proactive and intentional about your brand. He suggested starting with personal reflection time and thinking about the words you want people using when they go home and talk about you. I completely agree, Grace. And hey, speaking of tips, I think it's my turn to follow up on a tip from our last episode on the power of daily homerooms with Enoka and Jeff. Yes, Is that right? Is it my turn? Sure is. Okay, good, because I worked hard at this and put some time and energy into it. The tip... Uh, The tips were to commit and don't give up 
and get your team's buy-in and engagement in daily homerooms. Did you do both of those tips? I did both of those things. Wow. I did. I, I went above and beyond. No. So it was really cool. I was really struggling. We have a virtual team, um, you know, uh, that spreads across the country, people in different neighborhoods. So I activated our team and have different members of our team responsible for different weeks to be engaging in uh, in in homeroom conversations, I'm I'm really excited to see how it continues to build our team. And Doug, how are you getting this virtual team to be in a daily check in every day? Yeah, so our the way that we're doing it virtually is we have created a uh, text group, and uh, each of us have been assigned a week that we will generate a text check in question of some sort and create a conversation collectively over over a text stream. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. And I will say as somebody who is part of that text stream, I really like it. Isn't it, it fun? Yeah, I mean, there might be some times where I can't re- respond right away or maybe not that day. And yet at the same time, I feel more connected to the group because mm-hmm. of it. I, I did have to turn off the notifications on that particular group though, so that it wasn't like dinging and blowing up every time because yeah. we're a big group. Well, that's a good tip for people who want to try it and they're yeah. a little nervous about getting too many texts. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Good. Love it. Well, thank you for sharing, Doug. And thanks for, for acting on, on their tips. Yeah. And for our listeners out there, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this episode, to this episode, to this podcast, please check, please click that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. That's good. Yeah. The whole podcast, not just the episode. Not just this episode because there aren't going to be any more of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please do us a huge favor and go over to iTunes and click on the survey link in our show notes so that we know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. And before we say one for all, Grace, we should probably tell our listeners that uh, we're taking our winter break before season six. Yes, we are. I can't believe we're <laughs> we're already done with season five. That we've had five seasons. They go by so sky go by so fast. Yeah, and and wasn't it nice to end 2019 and our fifth season with Dave and this topic of leadership brand? Yeah, yeah. it's where we started. Right, we it, started our we very did. first episode was with Dave. We did, yeah. and it's such a great opportunity to start 2020 with more intentionality on how we show up as leaders. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more, Grace. And for our listeners, we will return on January 15th with another insightful season. We hope you all have a wonderful holiday season filled with love and laughter and joy. And we will end this episode the way we end all of our episodes by saying one for all. All for one.